Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, December 4th. S&P futures, NASDAQ futures, and the European indices are all up about 30 basis points. So a relatively decent rally this morning. Um, certainly not surging, but you know a healthy bid underneath markets um, overnight thus far. The main driver seems to be stimulus optimism. So you know, again, coming into this week, there has been a lot of movement, a lot of negotiations in Washington around fiscal stimulus. You saw a bipartisan group of senators unveil a $908 billion blueprint earlier in the week. That blueprint has been gaining more adherence and supporters in the last few days. You saw a bunch of senior Republicans come out yesterday and appear to provide their tacit endorsement of it. Um, and you had a few out overnight again, including Senator Graham, um, who said that he is in favor of it. Remember, you heard Schumer and Pelosi earlier in the week said that that blueprint should serve as a basis for negotiation. Um, we have not yet heard from McConnell. McConnell had um, yesterday said, hopeful that there is movement occurring in Washington, but he has yet to provide his specific endorsement of that $908 billion blueprint. So, a lot of the Washington summary articles this morning um, are sounding quite hopeful. You know, lawmakers inch towards compromise. That's the New York Times. Stimulus optimism grows as GOP lawmakers warm to plan, according to Bloomberg. Momentum builds for stimulus package um, as more GOP senators express support in the Washington Post. I would just caution that there really was not a lot of news out since the Thursday close on this subject. A lot of these articles are just kind of summarizing comments that were made by officials throughout the day yesterday. Um, and again, while they are expressing hope for the concept of stimulus, and there certainly is probably more progress than there's been in weeks and weeks on this subject um, with that blueprint, that $900 billion blueprint gaining support, um, you know, there still does seem to be a large gap between Pelosi and McConnell, the two most important people in this entire process. Um, you know, again, McConnell has yet to endorse that blueprint, and Schumer and Pelosi said that it should form the basis. So they have not provided, um, you know, they, they, they suggest that they will be adding um, ideas and and further items to that blueprint. So there's still negotiations to occur in this subject. Um, you know, my my feeling is that you will see some stimulus get included in the budget bill. I don't think though that you will see a 900 billion dollar deal get reached during the lame duck. I think whatever happens now will be considered a quote unquote down payment with more to come um, with further efforts at least once Biden takes office on the 20th. Um, so that is really kind of the main driver this morning of what you're seeing in the futures and the price action and the rally. Um, it's just kind of stimulus optimism. You will get the jobs report this morning at 830. Um, you know, whispers have been bleeding lower for the last um, several days on this subject. You've had a bunch of negative labor data points out. Um, I would say up until yesterday's weekly claims numbers, which are actually relatively encouraging. So the street forecast for this morning is 475,000 ads. I think whispers are a couple of hundred thousand below that. Um, you know, there is the thinking that if you were to see a very bad print today, that would help catalyze even further the momentum in Washington for a fiscal bill. You know, I think there is some logic to that. Um, but I would, I would, I would hesitate to kind of, um, you know, dive into markets if you were to see, you know, fifty thousand or less job ads. Um, so that is definitely going to be the main focus today: stimulus, the jobs report, and then these negotiations as we go into the weekend. The budget deadline is December eleventh, so that is kind of being viewed as the date by which you need to see an agreement on not on obviously the budget, but also stimulus. Just keep in mind that that. December 11th date can move very easily. Congress can very easily pass a continuing resolution, whether it be a couple of days, a week, a month, et cetera, to buy themselves more time. So that really isn't a hard and fast deadline in this entire process. 
Um, a couple of other items this morning. Reuters reported just about a half an hour ago that a deal between the EU and the UK is quote unquote imminent, could be reached this morning. Markets in the US have not cared at all about Brexit. I don't think they're going to start today. Um, if you were to see an agreement get struck either later today or over the weekend, um, it's really not a reason to kind of, again, come in and bid up uh, the market any further, um, like I said. So I think that's kind of more background noise than anything else. Um, the narratives around the other big macro topics are relatively unchanged. So on COVID, we saw that little, um, you know, that flurry of hysteria yesterday in the final 10 minutes of trading when the Wall Street Journal reported that Pfizer will only be able to ship about half as many vaccine doses this year as it had originally hoped. Um, obviously not positive, really, though, not a major negative. You know, I think markets are viewing the entire COVID vaccination process more as an overarching multi-month theme rather than, um, you know, rather than focusing on the day-to-day or the week-to-week. So you have Moderna, Pfizer are on their way to being approved by the major jurisdictions in Europe and the U.S., you have a big FDA meeting for Pfizer on the 10th. You should see approval occur soon thereafter. Shipments will happen within 24 hours of that approval, and then that process will ramp throughout 2021. Um, you know Whether or not they're going to have 50 million out this year versus 100, again, certainly not positive that they're only going to get, that they're only going to be able to get half out, but doesn't really subtract from the fact that the inoculation process is underway. Um you know, in the near term, you continue to have a lot of grim headlines regarding transmissions, hospitalizations, et cetera. You had Italy and California out yesterday during trading, both unveiled fresh uh, mitigation actions designed to help, again, stem the um, stem the virus. Uh, it's not so much the transmission figures that are really spurring politicians to act. It's more the hospitalization. So that really, um, you know, when governments look at the figures, they are concerned about their health systems being overrun with patients. And that is what's forcing, um, you know, governors to act. And then you know, California yesterday was was the prime example. Not a lot of economic data out this morning to really go through overnight. Uh, on the monetary policy front, um, you know, I sent around something yesterday just talking about the largest risks facing stocks. And I think it's kind of more good news is going to be bad news. And I run through it in the piece. Um, you know, shoot me an email if you'd like to see it. Just talking about how the combination of vaccines, the combination of relatively resilient economic growth, resilient corporate earnings, and more stimulus, all of that could produce a scenario that becomes counterproductive for equities to the extent you drive yields higher. Um, and central banks obviously will play a crucial role in that. So expectations for the ECB next week on the 10th are very, very high. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to envision the ECB underwhelming expectations than over delivering. Um, and then the Fed on the 16th, I think you're seeing expectations start to shift. So it's looking like the Fed probably won't do anything on the 16th. Now, that's not to say that they are going to be quote unquote hawkish. They're already doing a ton. Um, but just given where markets are right now, if you were to see the ECB underwhelm on the 10th and the Fed does nothing on the 16th, that could place even further upside pressure on yields. Um, again, which which will start to kind of undermine um, equity multiples. On the political front, the big focus, again, is just these Georgia runoffs. It still looks like the Republicans should win at least one of those seats, but the odds of them losing both, which would give the majority to the Democrats, um, is certainly rising in large part because you have Trump that continues to undermine not just the overall election results, but specifically the Georgia electoral systems um, and that could depress GOP turnout, which would obviously um, help Democrats. Those are all the major topics and themes. There were a bunch of runnings out last night. I run through all the details and specifics in the piece. None of them are really kind of quote unquote macro of a macro importance. 
Um, and the real focus today is just on jobs. Uh, you have a couple of earnings reports, but they're all relatively small. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.